Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, make sure you go check out our Instagram page, uh, which is uh, the TBM Project or It's the Better Man Project. Or you can find our podcast on YouTube or wherever you like to listen to uh, your podcast. Lots of great value in this interview. Really excited to bring it to you. Once again, this one was recorded a little while back, but still as important then as it is now. Hope you can take some great takeaways and value for your life and how you can improve to be the best version of yourself. Till then, let's roll the intro. Do you want to be better? Do you want to build a rockstar connection with your partner? A home environment built on love and trust? Maybe elite level fitness or sound leadership work practices? Whatever your goal, we want to help. This podcast is for the everyday battler wanting to level up and execute. This is the Better Man Project podcast, where we build greatness one step at a time. Welcome back to the Better Man Project podcast. I'm your host, Joel and Rapana, and with this episode two, we've got a pretty awesome guest in the house with us today. If you're from uh, Balmore or the inner eastern suburbs of Sydney, you definitely know this fella's name. He uh, comes with a pretty wild list of uh, a Wikipedia info. I think uh, 250 NRL games plus, 250 plus, uh, 21 international caps for his esteemed country, and uh, and obviously a proud husband and father of, is it three you got there, Sammy? Three, yeah. Three. So again, I've just given you a sneak peek who this is. Welcome to the House of Pain, Sammy P. Sammy Pierre, bro, what's up? Hey, bro, thanks for having us. <laughs> So uh, we've been talking about this for a little while. Uh, I guess the um, the idea of of doing a podcast, you know, getting things off the ground with it, and I have to let you know to a bit of an insider secret that Sammy P's been a, a big part of the motivation behind it. So again, you all need to give a round of applause to Sammy for helping us to get to where we are today. Two two shows deep. <laughs> so, bro, tell us what you've been up to, man. Oh yeah. So uh, since I finished football in 2016, I. Uh, kind of always had in, in my my plans to get straight into the building game so i'd started that a long while back yeah my first job actually when i was 14 years old was in the construction industry with my uh, my uncle as a in landscaping and that was uh, that was some of the toughest times of my life so i was actually before you go any further on that one jeremy weekipper was in there last week and he he uh he shared some experiences uh working for uncle keith adams yes. yeah, back in the day that's him and he told him that sammy p had a Adam's had, paving had, and landscaping. As it was, yeah. He said he couldn't keep up with you. So uh, <laughs> it's good to see some things haven't changed, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, he kept me motivated. We, Jeremy's always about competition. So during our days at work to, to keep ourselves happy and, uh, I guess, focused, we'd always have a competition going. Who could carry the most 20-kilo pavers at one time? So that, that would kept it fun. Always doing those one-ups, eh? Always one-ups. Always, always one-ups. One so you, uh, um, you're up here on holiday with the family? Yep, yep. So we came up for New Year's, had Christmas at home, New Year's here with the, uh, the family. We had a wedding as well, so it's, it's been an action-packed week. The, um, seeing all the families have been good? Yeah, yeah, heck yes, yeah. So I've got half, oh no, most of my siblings are here now in Brisbane, um, a couple throughout Australia, but yeah, it's been, like I said, we've got all the, we've got in-laws here, we've got... Outlaws. Um, yes, yes, outlaws. <laughs> That's my side of the family, FYI. Uh, but no, it's been awesome. So while you're up here, have you done anything um, special with the kids? Oh, I think for us, you know, every every time with the family is special and uh, time away from work is special. 
yeah yeah, yeah. always love 100 getting off the tools and, and relaxing so no it's definitely been special and especially for uh the wedding that we we're able to witness that um uh, part of our faith you know we uh, we don't see it as just a, a wedding for this lifetime it's actually uh, an eternal bond so that was really really special to be a part of our good mates wedding there too awesome. and those mates are from sydney are they yeah they're actually sydney the sydney siders they live locally and we got to know them really well over the the past oh, i've been six seven years now and um one side of the family's welsh and the other one's armenian so it's it was a Hectic. very colorful very colorful very colorful wedding <laughs> So for the, the listeners out there, if you don't know who Sammy is, just Google him. Um, but Sammy to us, like uh, my family in particular, myself, Sammy's been around. He's like another brother. He's been um, sleeping on the bottom bunk for uh, most of our childhood. Um, we went to the same school together, uh, just to paint a bit of a picture in and around how we're connected. Um, footy has been a big part of our lives. Um, and you know, along with footy, uh, our construction careers. Um, and Sammy, who's... You know, knee deep in it, I suppose, right now down in Sydney. So, do you want to give us a little bit of a, an idea of what sort of work you're doing, scope of works you do down in Sydney? Yeah, so our, our company, Parrot Construction, um, who would have thought, it specialises in custom home building. So, yeah, we're the custom home specialist in the Sydney region. Um, so, we do anything from uh, single knockdown rebuilds uh, to, you know, uh, duplexes. Um, two-story homes, custom homes, anything that uh, you go to an architect and design yep. or your own dream home that you design yourself, that's what we specialise in building. So, you know, being a, a man of the game, uh, having spent, what, 14-year season, 14-year uh, career uh, in and around the game, since leaving the game, are you still involved like in the new game of construction? Are you ever connected with some of the players of the past or guys that you've come across um, throughout your footy career? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, there's nothing formal that I do at the moment. Um, I spent a couple of years being an ambassador for the uh, for both the NRL and for the, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, but at the moment, I just informally, I do a, um, bits and pieces with the club. I've had uh, three apprentices through the NRL, uh, three young Bulldogs players have come and um, started apprenticeships with us. Um, and then other than that, I, I go to a lot of functions and um, go, to, go to a lot of games and, and things. And I still try to promote construction and uh, developing a career outside of the game, which is a, it's a really big need for footballers, um, especially these days. Yeah, absolutely. The healthy habit of getting the balance in life. Hey? I know that back end of uh, the time that I was playing, whether it be amateur or in the professional ranks, like there was an, a definite imbalance that I saw. Um, so to take us back on a bit of a journey, man, like you're, um, like, are you, you grew up in New Zealand, are you born in New Zealand? Like for those out there that don't know, you want to give a bit of a backstory how Sammy P became a Sammy P. Yeah. Yeah. So a, uh, a real quick summary, born in Auckland, did most of my growing up in Hamilton. Um, my father was a police officer at the time when he decided to move from New Zealand over to Australia. Um, they were recruiting and they needed numbers here in Queensland. So dad thought, you know what? It's a, it's a beautiful country with, with a lot of opportunity. He goes, I want my kids to have a, um, you know, to be a part of that. So brought us all over. And then um, we grew up and went straight to the Gold Coast here. I uh, loved my time here in, on the Goldie. The rugby union was uh, was our, our, our native game back uh, back home where we well, grew we up. We all wanted to be all blacks, is that right? That's right, yeah, we're all trying to be all blacks. But then when we came over here, um, it was rugby league was the was the code and that's where the, that's where the standard was at. And then, you know, some of my best mates in my life including yourself um, and we all obviously started playing together here on the Gold Coast and um, from there managed to have a career with the Roosters and the Bulldogs 
Um, met my beautiful wife in Sydney. Got our three beautiful kids now. And in the building game. So that's a, a nice summary. You know, if any of you uh, are, are wondering how Sam managed to squeeze in a life of, uh, of awesomeness into two minutes uh, that's the humility of the man I like how he just says that he just went from here there and then ended up an NRL player but quite literally that's how it was from my experience I remember introducing him to the game through a friend uh, I was introduced to the rugby league uh, from Ben Hannett who we'll have on the show at some stage in the future um, and Ben Hannett he's a, a guy who's you know got a bit of a reputation within the game himself uh, we both knew Sammy and we knew of his talents we tried to get him over within two years the man was playing NRL I think or within three years three-year period he was playing in the NRL the, the best league in the world um, but like, if I could just cast your mind back to you know your early childhood in New Zealand uh, what was it like growing up with a father who was a cop was it was it uh, on edge strict or was it uh, quite the opposite no, no my dad he's a he's a very relaxed fella he's um, he's super cruisy and very easy going but he loved his job as well I think what he loved um, back home was uh, the relationships he built with the community so there was a good three-year period where my dad was a sole officer in a, um, a small uh, country town called Kafia, and um, I loved it there. We, we spent a, a, you know, two years of my life there going to primary school, and um, I just I found that he was, he was very easygoing. He was all about relationships with the community, so I found that everybody in the community really had that respect for him and, and treated us well accordingly as well. And, you know, he didn't see himself as any more special or... He knew he had a job to do. He knew he had a responsibility to look after that community and do the best by people. But at the same time, I never saw him uh, think he was better than anyone else or he had authority over people um, and power in the wrong way. He was uh, yeah, he was a good man and a good example. So, um, and mum, what was mum's background? What did she, was she, a, she a stay-at-home mum? What, what did she do while you were growing up? Yes, yeah, so, so mum. So dad was a sole officer of the uh, the little country town and mum was my teacher at school. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, that. that's where I got in trouble. It wasn't by the police. <laughs> it was uh, by my, my primary school teacher, which was my mum. So, yeah, she had no problems in disciplining me uh, in front of the rest of the classroom. So that <laughs> that kept me humble and, and well-behaved. Um, I had to have my uh, my homework in on time. but um, Couldn't know, say the dog ate it, eh? No, that's right. And, and nor could I... Uh, nor could I call the cops if I wasn't yeah. happy with the treatment I was getting from my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what about like, you know, your family? You said that you're one of how many? We've got nine kids. Nine kids. And yeah. where do you fall in the pecking order? So I'm the, the fourth of the elder. We call them the elder four and the younger five. So I was the fourth one. And then there's a 10-year break. And then my younger brother, Lloyd, who's currently playing with the Broncos at the moment. Um, he's been at Roosters, Bulldogs and Manly. And now he's currently a Bronco. Um, he's, it's around he's that the bloke. next one. Yeah, that's right. It's around. So 10 years between us, and it was actually really cool that we were able to play um, some games together uh, in our NRL careers. So Yeah, I wanted to ask that, you know, like it's um, been publicized that Lord, he's, you know, he moved, when you moved him, or he's moved together, uh, what was it like? Uh, did you get to play with Lloyd in first grade? Yes, yes. So we played a number of games. I'm not sure how many, but we played a number of games together at the Bulldogs. So that was a, a real highlight. Lloyd, was only playing junior football at the Roosters. So we were both roosters to start with, um, but then he, yeah, we, we were able to play first grade together at um, at the Bulldogs. So for you in your life, what were some of the earliest memories of like, uh, I suppose some of the values that were instilled in you as a young fella from your parents? Yeah, I think um, some of my earliest memories is the love from my mum. I was the baby for 10 years, like I said before. I, I was the youngest of the elder four and um, I think I got babied a bit and you know, I always remember my mum just 
giving me lots of hugs and cuddles and um, comforting me when I was upset. Um, probably more so than my siblings, but um, I, I had no say in that and I was happy to take it. Nice, um, nice, as we all do, yeah. <laughs> and then um, my, my father, I always saw a work ethic in my dad. He was, he was always a hard worker, um, always put in long hours, whatever he was doing. He, was, yeah, he enjoyed physical work, hands-on work. Um, he wasn't, he's not the, the greatest when it comes to finesse and, and you know, finishing jobs, but he's, he's a great starter and he's, he's all about getting it done, done quickly and, and brute force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just smash it out. Let's get it and get it done. So you, you said that um, uh, um, obviously out there was, uh, for many of them that know who you are and, and your background, your backstory, but for those that don't, what does your faith mean to you? Like you, you mentioned a bit about your faith earlier. You know, where does that stem from? Uh, so obviously, uh, my it started with my parents. They brought me up in uh, the church. We're part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. And then I guess, as any person does, it comes there, there comes a moment in your life where you're no longer reliant on your parents, and you you have to live your own life and make your own decisions, and take responsibility for that. And and I got to a point where you know I asked myself, is this the right thing for me? Is this what I want for my future family? And um, yeah, the, the answer has been absolutely yes, and, and I've loved it. It's kept me very grounded. Um, I've never been the top of my world. Um, I've always had God first, and then now it's my family. So I've got God, my family, um, and that's, that's the order of things, you know. And then my extended family and friends and, um, and the rest of the community. So I've always... You know, I've always had that pecking order, and that's kept me very grounded. I see um, a lot of people in their lives, they tend to put themselves above, above um, everything else. And I think as soon as, if, I, if I've ever done that in my life, I know that that was, uh, it was a bad decision and things didn't go, go very well when I did that. So, yeah, I've learned that from experience. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, love, I love the Savior, Jesus Christ. I love everything that he means to me and to my wife and to my kids and, um, I just do my best to follow his example. That's beautiful, bro. That's really awesome. So your um, your, your faith, your father now. You know, you've been a father now for how many years? Thirteen years, is it? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve years. You've been a dad, and um, and I suppose what you know the through with your faith and the values that you've been raised with. Um, when your daughter leaves, you know, and goes out on her own into this big wide world of of craziness, uh, what what do you hope for her to uh, have instilled in her? Um. All, all of your kids uh, yeah. in that fact yeah yeah no all of them I, uh, there's, there's lots of things I, I hope that they always prioritise their life and they always put um, the Lord first because I've got no, no doubt from my own experience that if they do that um, they're going to be led the right way by, by someone who knows everything um, whereas you know me as a father I, I'm never I'm not perfect I'm always going to let them down in some way shape or form but I will try my best and, and I hope that they'll take that away that I've taught them that that I've always relied on God first, and I hope that they'll do that too. Because it doesn't mean things are going to be easy, and and they're going to get everything they want in life. But it does mean whatever happens is going to be the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. So I hope that over over all things, and oh, there's many other things that I, I want for them. You know, I want I want health, I want wealth, I want um, plenty of beautiful grandkids. There's there's lots of other things, but I'd say that would be number one. It's awesome, you know, um, the eight key criteria to the. The um, Better Man Project is all based around those things: fatherhood or marriage, fatherhood, uh, physical, spiritual, emotional, mental health, uh, financial health, and leadership. Um, and along that journey, uh, we come to find ourselves, or we try to better ourselves, and 
uh, for you and where you're at in your life right now. How's how was it? Uh, how did you first come uh, across to? Did you meet your help meet your your number one uh, El Solo Mio ride or die partner? How did you how did you first meet her? Okay, so we were really close mates with her cousin, and we used to hang out a lot with um, with my wife's cousin in, in Sydney, and and then she ended up moving to Sydney and staying with her, and then we were all just hanging out for a long time. So we were just a really good bunch of close mates, uh, all going to church together, going to activities and hanging out together and going to all the restaurants together and then um, yeah after um, a long time begging I, I finally said yes to her yeah uh, <laughs> she finally gave in <laughs> and took my 39th proposal yeah. in 38 days so, so your uh so your wife's Gemma Gemma yeah yeah Gemma and she's been there uh through thick and thin obviously and helped you to uh, with your footy career and then now into your construction career um, what what sort of value do you place on a, a healthy and happy marriage oh look I, I was very blessed to have a a long and and successful uh, football career and I met my beautiful wife uh, just before I became a, a first grade player and I absolutely uh, I pay so much respect and tribute to her and I there's no way that I could have done it without her absolutely not so she's been the rock to me um, Earlier in my, my marriage, I, uh, I probably didn't listen to her as much as I should have. And then what I've learned as time goes on, that the more I listen to her, uh, the more I listen to her output, the better uh, her input, the better my output is. Nice, nice. I like that one. I might need to uh, adopt that myself. I know the wife, uh, my wife, she gives me those uh, counsels and sometimes they go in. But they never really, uh, <laughs> they don't go out. So I've got to adopt that. Awesome. We're all on that same journey. So... Um, how, how like with with regards to now you're your business owner um, you got your business off the ground you're doing doing uh, all your projects and, and getting that moving for 2020 what is what would you say the ultimate goal is uh, from a business business perspective for you in 2020 um, I'm, I'm really looking to grow this year so I'm, I'm looking for a lot of growth um, I'm, I'm looking to find the right people to work with both as clients um, as uh, teammates, contractors, suppliers, uh, I'm always um, trying to improve that. So I'm really hoping that I can do that for, uh, for build a really good team of, of clients and, and, yeah, and teammates. And uh, I want everyone that is involved with Parrot Construction, I'd really love for them just to be blown away with the experience and, and just to want, want to have more. Yeah. So, you, you know, being a business owner and uh, being flat out, I'd imagine you'd be overworked a lot of the time um, but you're used to that with uh, the NRL and the way they used to train you know flog the boys um, in and out within season and out of season um, but how do you balance uh, you know your family your faith um, and, and your finances your, your work and your business how do you balance all that what, what's some things that have worked for you yeah well I, I actually found that while I was playing I realized that there was uh, a bit of a secret to, to balance so I found I had the three main things I had family I had football and then I had construction and I found having those three things gave me great balance um, if I had a bad day uh, on the football field I'd obviously I was obviously able to go home and to, to feel love and peace with my family and then I was able to go out on the work site and feel joy and, and growth and learning by getting on the tools talking to all the the builders and that so I found great balance and I found it actually improved it improved my football because of that balance. 
Um, I know that if you have all your eggs in the one basket and the coach, you know, for example, you put all your eggs in your football basket and your coach gets stuck in here, uh, what can happen is you can go home and you can feel really down. Um, if you've got no family or no one close to, to really uh, carry that load with you, you know, you can, you can go to some really dark places and, um, you know, that's a really important uh, message that I, I hope people, if, if there's one thing they can take from this is that, um, you, can, you don't have to do it alone, nor should you. You know, it's a, it's a team effort, uh, this game of life. And um, with today's, I guess, pressures and uh, so much distractions going on, it's very easy to get down on yourself. So, so find balance, um, find balance. And like I said, those three things were really good for me, family, building, um, and football. Um, and I still do the same thing now. Football's finished, and I pretty much just replace it with something else. So the, this new chapter in life that you're in, that you've headed into, you've been here now for a, a couple of years. Um, what are some of the key takeaways from an NRL career perspective, some, some of the things that you would have taken from that industry um, that have helped you to sort of uh, leverage or, or level up or, or you know, make the, the most of this new opportunity that you have now? Oh, there was, there's so many things that I was able to learn through, uh, through football. I think one of the early, one of the very early um, issues that I needed to get over was um, when we create mental blocks in our own mind. So one very particular block I created in my own mind was that I couldn't catch a ball. I couldn't catch a high, a high ball, a, a bomb. And um, I and that's that's uh, for anyone out there that knows rugby league as a winger or a fullback or even in the centres where you played predominantly most of your career. Uh, that's your bread and butter. That's right. That's right. Your job is to take the pressure off the team by catching those big, big torpedo bombs and those big floating bombs that the halves and the, the fullbacks put up. So that's that's pretty much our one of our key jobs is to, to take those and to catch those balls and, and bring that ball back. So what happened was really early in my career, a couple of times, key moments in games, I dropped, I dropped the ball. And uh, keeping in mind, I'd never had this issue all the way growing up through high school. You might have, I might have dropped one here and there, but it was never a mental block for me. All of a sudden, this became a, became a block, and um, I just noticed myself, I was dropping ball after ball, game after game, and I just thought, what the heck's going on? And so I went into this a bit of a journey, and I realized that I had created this belief that I was no good at catching balls. So I started getting into a bit of personal development, reading books, and I realized what was going on. And so I learned how to um, reverse that through visualization and uh, affirmations and and it's that was a huge takeout for me because I never stopped doing that through my whole career I, I continued to visualize I continued to use affirmations I had a set routine so set routines was another huge thing for me um, but that's just one example um, routine trying to get consistency uh, getting rid of negative mental blocks and replacing it with healthy affirmations and, and healthy systems and visualizing. I find it uh, interesting that all the high achievers that I've ever YouTubed or that I've ever come across uh, in my own life, they all do the same things. So it's, um, you know, if I've, I've always heard it being said, if you want to do something, just find someone else who's doing it and doing it good, hold on to their coattail and they'll drag you up there with them. Um, and so w while we're on this note, uh, it's, it's a, a good point to... Um, to make note of is that the very first self-help book that I ever read or that I ever came across was actually referred to me, it was given to me by Sammy. Um, it was Dr. Maxwell Maltz, Psycho-Cybernetics. Um, sounds real uh, futuristic, but it's, it's all about um, uh, steering the mind and, and you know, unblocking um, 
barriers that we put in the mind from subconsciously at a young age from certain experiences that we had. Um, and that was that was the very book that that un- started unlocking the, those things for me and getting rid of that block. I remember when you when you um, you probably saw some blocks in me um, that I couldn't see in myself, and uh, it's probably taken me a good part of thirty years to get rid of some of those blocks. But I'm I'm there, you know, and that's the good part of it. Good side of it, um, you know, the, the annoying side is that it's uh, at the other side of the rabbit hole of the footy career. <laughs> but um, look, nonetheless, uh, the, the skills, um, the, the, the takeaways from that book are, are there for life. Is there, other than psycho-cybernetics, is there, um, you know, what, what's your, your, all, your greatest of all time, uh, say top three self-help books that you've, um, you've read throughout either this career or, or your former career? Yeah, well, there's there's a few. Like I love, I really love the, um, I really love uh, reading all the self help books. But you know, it's pretty hard to, to pick a top three. But that was the, the very first one. So that one's always going to be special to me. Is the Psycho Cybernetics. Um, I really enjoyed um, Extreme Ownership. Uh, by Jocko Willink. Jocko yep. Willink. Yep, yep. And um, Leif Babin. Uh, I, f- I found that really, really um, relevant as well because they apply all their Navy um, principles and, and the, the lessons they've learned, they apply it to life and to business. Um, and then uh, another one that we're uh, currently reading right now, uh, uh, along with yourself, we're, we're both reading it together and, and I really love it and I recommend it, is um, Prosperity Consciousness. And this again, it's, it's pretty much just building on Maxwell Maltz's Psycho-Cybernetics, the, the first book we spoke about, where it's all about just removing these blocks and opening yourself up to reach your potential, your full potential, what you're really capable of. So, you know, a good thing to note here is that um, along with uh, finding a mentor, who, which I, I personally consider Sammy one of my mentors, someone who's who's either doing it or been there and tried it, tried and tested, and um, and he's been able to hand it down to us, is to align yourself uh, with the mastermind group. And so thankfully, Sam came up with the uh, idea to uh, get a, a mastermind group together, which he... Uh, facilitates um, on a weekly basis for us and at the moment we're working through um, this particular the book as a as a project um, for you what is what is this what are some of the key takeaways that have helped you with in 2019 2019 um, as in uh, what we're doing as a what we're doing and what we're studying oh there's so much benefits I um, like I don't feel like I, I feel like I'm facilitating the group but what we're doing is we're all teaching each other and uh, to all you listeners out there, I highly recommend you do the same thing. Get a, a group of trusted people um, that you think are going to uh, help you and, and lift your game and, and, and get onto it. If you're not sure how to do it, read, read this book, Prosperity Consciousness. It was referred to me by a really good friend and, a, and an amazing builder, Danny Zanzul um, from Unique Building in, in Sydney. Uh, he's a great guy and uh, he's a great mentor of mine as well. But yeah, this is what we've done. We've got this our group together and, and I find that we're all just pretty much lifting each other up and and there's a, a sense of accountability there's a, a sense of fun there's camaraderie there's um, we're all sharing each other's struggles and and we're sharing our own blocks um, and then like Joel said before there's blocks that we don't see in ourselves that we're, we're able to point out to each other in a very healthy and productive uh, way and environment so it's it's a it's a beautiful thing we've got going on and I, I don't think it's ever going to stop to be honest absolutely like one of the um, the the takeaways that I've already picked up from our study in 2019 was about taking action and executing. Um, and in particular, uh, this, this podcast, you know, specifically speaking, the sound of our voice, 
coming through the mics here um, is taking action of some of these things that were put into place. Looking at your your year ahead in terms of you know personal development and where you would like to take yourself, 2020, what does that have in store for you? Oh, yes, there's uh, there's plenty of things that um, that my wife and I have sat down and, and I personally have thought about, and I guess a few of them. Um, uh, church, there's some church goals. We've got some financial goals. I've got some development goals. We've got some uh, holidays that we wanna we wanna get away to. Um, uh, we've got uh, your brother who's playing over in Japan. We'd love to go see him over there. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things, and I, I suppose um, a lot of them are personal. That um, well, I guess what's what's one I could share? There's there's a commitment that we've made, uh, both my wife and I, to to go and um, attend a church service uh, every single week. And this is this is aside then our uh, this is aside from our Sunday worship. Uh, during the week, we want to go and visit um, our church temple, and we want to do a session there each week. So it's it's basically serving um, other people, um, and that's a, that's a really big one for us. And that was actually inspired by uh, by yourself. Um, I don't want this to sound like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just us two having a chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a bit of bromance here. It's, it's really not that. Um, uh, you know, just the, the people that I've surrounded myself inspire me, and that's something that. Uh, we've taken and taken on board and we want to do ourselves it's it's become ours and uh, we can see that there's going to be great blessings in doing that uh, that's one I, I know that we've also got a charity that um, there's a charity that my wife works with called um, shining stars and they work in southwest sydney and they they serve the um, they provide uh, everything from food clothing and shelter to um, to the homeless people so we're going to be actively involved in that and uh, on top of that, last but not least, we want to make a lot of money. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of opportunity. That's right. Yeah, so help we can a lot help of people. More people. That's exactly right. Absolutely. You know, look, the um, there's so many things that we can be ambitious for, but like um, one of the things that I've always been, um, I suppose, humbled by with Sammy is his ability to want to serve others, um, and and now his his wife dragging them out to uh, to serve. So do you do uh, a live service with people, like feeding them? With the shiny stars, how does that work? Yeah, so the way we've the the main way we support them is we go and gather a bunch of goods uh, from our local community. We do it through uh, my wife's work, we do it through our church, and we just do it ourselves. And then we just go and gather all the stuff together, and we organise for it to all get taken to shiny stars. So they pretty much stockpile everything. They've got a huge amount of freezers, so they can never run out of food as long as they can freeze as long as it's freezable then it's going to go to good use for um for a good cause awesome well sammy uh, we come to that part of our of the podcast where we like to uh shoot some spitfire questions all right these are you know the idea is to shoot straight from the hip mate let's say as soon as you hear the um the question just answer with instinct okay that's that's the the best way we can uh, and i promise promise that uh, none of this is um he hasn't read any of these questions promise so um you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. I'll shoot. Be nice. Okay. <laughs> Look after me. So, question one: uh, You're a carpenter. What tools do you run? Is it Milwaukee or Makita? Ooh, ooh AG. But I'd, I'd, out of those two, I'd, I'm a Milwaukee man. Nice. Got to go red, eh? Once you go red, never go back. Uh, so, <laughs> as the old saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two: uh, Facebook or Insta? Uh, Instagram. Uh, childhood hero. Ooh. Ooh. 
My if there ever was one. My dad. The old boy. The old boy. Lloydie getting the plug there. Okay, uh, favorite holiday destination? Uh, it would have to be, ooh, yeah, it'd have to be East Coast, New Zealand. Best book for uh, personal development you've ever read? Yep, Psycho Cybernetics. Uh, a folder or a scruncher? A uh, folder, nice and tidy. <laughs> Always on site. Top three movies, of, uh, greatest movies of all time? Top three, Shawshank Redemption. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ace Ventura. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, and then I, I, I was a big fan of the Marvel one, so I'm going to go. I actually really love Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. Dun, 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 dun. Nice. Okay. Uh, wax or hair gel? Uh, ooh, neither. Clay. Oh, the old uh, dry, yeah. dry natural look. Yeah, yeah, you like that one, eh? That <laughs> rasp. Okay. If you could invite any three people from from history, dead or alive, to dinner, who would it be? Um, the Lord, Jesus Christ, uh, Albert Einstein, um, oh, Charlie Chapman. Because oh, he'd say heaps. Yeah, Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to today, Charlie. <laughs> okay, you're down to your last 10 bucks. What do you do with it? Uh, last 10 bucks, that'd go on noodles, rice, and oyster sauce. Because that would give me another couple of weeks. And I know this from experience. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, eh, with the old boiled egg on top. There's the day. Nice. Awesome, bro. So you answered those with flying colours, obviously. Look, for those that are out there, um, uh, that are in social media world or whoever listening you know, on whatever platform, how can they get in touch with you, man? Like, what are your handles? Yep, the Sam underscore parrot. Um, there's quite a few other profiles out there that have been made by other people but yeah sam underscore parrot is is it and it's pretty much the same for whatever platform i'm on i'm mainly on instagram um, but also facebook as well awesome and uh of course bro uh you know paying homage to our multiculture before we close we always close with an item and uh just coincidentally we had the old the old gap there so um can you please give us an item of choice bro all right Anything, anything, mate. Anything you've been working on? I know there's a, a couple of numbers there. I'll back you up <laughs> if you need me, bro. Only if you need me. We uh, we used to do a little bit of busking on the on the streets of uh, Broad Beach in our younger days, and uh, we didn't make much money. But when we did, it was off this song, and we called it the Money Maker. But this one's uh, Sammy Cook. Got us about twenty cents more. Yeah, that's right. We we're able to go and buy a thirty cent cone each from McDonald's. So. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy Cook. Uh, but yeah, this is called Bring It On Home to Me. Sing it, boy. Oh, nice, Sammy. Nice. Closed it off there before I hit those notes. <laughs> I was coming in strong. Sorry, bro. I should have gone for another verse. Oh, yeah. Another four would have done me. <laughs> awesome, brother. Appreciate you coming on the show. For those ladies and gentlemen out there that like this or want to know more, stay tuned for another episode. Other than that, we out. Later, yo. See you, everyone. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of the TBM Project Podcast. 
going to try to do all we can to keep delivering this content and adding this value to your life to help you to become the best version of yourself. If you like this or any of these other episodes that we deliver on these platforms, make sure to jump on and subscribe or hit the like button and show your support. All that will go a long way in helping us to push this program forward. Other than that, hope you're well. Stay safe. Till then, we are. Yeah.